0: Any time during my 10 years, I could do this.
1: na 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 That's power.
2: That's power. It
1: oh, comes man. down to Hartman's foot. Here's the snap. The ball is down. The kick is up. And it's gone. Wolfpack wins.
0: It's time for the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Here's your host, James
2: Curl. Right.
0: Welcome back to the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. It's been a while, but uh, we are back and uh, happy to be back here at Ametios. And uh, we got our regular crew of uh, regulars here, and uh, happy to see all their smiling faces. Uh, the the break off, I guess, uh, didn't. Uh, shy any of them away and we appreciate them coming back and seeing them here in attendance it's always good to see smiling familiar faces uh, when we get here to a Meteos. So so uh, we are uh, a little bit uh, different in our lineup this year uh, if you follow uh, me on Twitter you've probably seen some of the you know announcements about the fact that uh, Lauren Brownlow is now uh, hosting a, a regular gig on the fan or I guess it's not the fan it's the buzz uh, 99.3 FM here in Raleigh. So we congratulate Lauren on her new job with, uh, CDC and, or CBC, excuse me. CDC is the Center for Disease Control. <laughs> uh, CBC is, uh, something completely different. Uh, but, uh, again, we wish her well. You can, uh, catch her, I think, mornings, uh, six to nine, I think it is, on, uh, 99.3 here locally. And, uh, of course, you can listen to her through the WRL Sports Fan app. And, um, so, uh, again, we wish her well. Moving into her spot, as uh, a familiar face, we've had him on several times during recruiting seasons and uh, a time or two here or there. Matt Purdy is with us uh, now for uh, the uh, the long haul, as it were. How are you doing, sir?
1: Great, James. Thanks for having me back uh, on after the long hiatus.
0: The long hiatus, <laughs> yes. It's uh, good to see you again and I'm glad that you were able to um, you know join us and, and make it a permanent position. Um, so uh, good to have you. Uh, with us and our uh, football guest this year, you know, we've uh, been pretty consistent in, you know, having a, a different one every year. I think at this point we started out with Chuck Amato. That means uh, you're getting
1: replaced next year, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. I don't mean
0: to. Thank you, Matt, for cutting straight to the heart of the matter. I'll, I'll do my best uh, to make it one
1: episode
2: first. <laughs> uh,
0: he is uh, someone that uh, name uh, that is familiar to, I think, folks who followed the team during the start of the Yamato era. Uh, Austin Herbert is joining us this year. He graduated and stayed here in the area. Now, Austin, you, uh, were a both combination place kicker and punter. Punter for, I think, the duration of your career and place kicked there, uh, during most or parts of it, correct?
2: That's right, James. Yep. Yep. I'm happy to be here, guys.
0: Yeah. Happy to have you and, um, We'll get into it in just a little bit, but obviously, uh, one of the big stories heading into this football season will be, you know, the uh, the fact that we are going to be replacing our whole core, pretty much, of specialists. And so, uh, I'll be interested to uh, get your perspective on, you know, what that uh, is going to be like as, you know, we bring in a, a brand new crew of uh, kids to handle, you know, what are pretty much. Uh, well i don't know uh chuck always used to call it hidden yardage uh you know the the <laughs> exactly element of the game right that. that i think uh, a lot of folks overlook from time to time but uh we will get into that in just a second but thank you for agreeing to join us this year and we look forward to having you on throughout the football season
2: thank you for having me
0: uh let's uh you know as always i would be remiss if i didn't thank again the folks here at Medios and remind you of some of the specials that are going on here at Medios. um uh, Monday, kids eat free. Um, you know, uh, I don't have my kids here with me, uh, but uh, if they were here, they would be able to eat free with, I believe it's the uh, purchase, of a, purchase of an entree for you adults. So come on, Dad, grab you something to eat, and then your kids can join you and have some food as well. Um, Tuesdays, students can get half-price entrees with their student IDs. Um, Thursdays, calzones are half-price from 8 p.m. to close. Uh, Sunday, you can get a large pizza and five wings for fifteen bucks, and of course, with uh, the NFL season coming up, uh, that's going to be a great deal for folks looking to uh, grab some pizza and wings to watch their favorite team uh, on the big screens here at Ametios. And um, Monday through Friday from four to six, there's an early bird special. Uh, you can get the uh, famous Ametios lasagna for just nine ninety five. So, uh, that's you know, if you're someone who likes to grab a little bit of a, a dinner early, come on down to Ametios from Monday through Friday. And you can get any of the Amedeo's lasagnas for 9.95 here. And, uh, of course, Amedeo's famous for the lasagna as well as their other Italian dishes here. Uh, I do like to remind you that these uh, deals aren't valid during NC State home games. Uh, so, you know, don't try to combine a whole bunch of different offers into one. <laughs> but uh, uh, we do hope to see you down here at Amedeo's. And, again, as always, tell them that you you are here because of, you know, hearing it on the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. This always makes us look good. And, let lets them know that we're getting the word out for them. So, all right, uh, we had the summer off. There's, you know, obviously, you know, uh, the football season is upon us. We're playing this Saturday against Troy. Uh, before we get into that, uh, let's, I guess, back up and talk a little bit about um, any preseason news. I guess really the only major news item was the fact that Shad Thornton was suspended for two games before the season or for an incident that occurred i guess during the spring mm-hmm. um you know there's been some conjecture i think it was pretty widely speculated that it, it was a drug related offense it right? was
1: pseudo confirmed Pse- pseudo
0: confirmed <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> the team didn't say it but that's what the sources right the right came out I, I believe it was a
0: failed drug uh, test most likely you know weed or you know we can't <laughs> can't guess but um you know it's uh you know it's Something that I think is fairly common among, you know, student athletes. I mean, the entire pretty much student population, I think, at some point.
1: Co- time, college kids are dumb <laughs> sometimes. They're,
0: they're dumb and, and they happens. like to experiment with some things here or there. So, uh, you know, it's not, uh, it's not uncommon to see these sorts of things. Um, but, uh, you know, it's another incident in Chad Thornton's history, another time that he's been suspended. I think this might be his third suspension over the course of his career. Three in a row. <laughs> and, um, it's, you know, I tweeted this out when the suspension came down, and immediately it was because I didn't quite know the full particulars of it, but it is kind of frustrating when you see a guy that's as talented as Shad Thornton is kind of continue to deal with some of these disciplinary issues that keep him off the field because he is just so talented. He's, he's just such a weapon, you know, and, you know, it, there were times, I think, last year we kind of wondered to ourselves, well, why isn't Shad getting more playing time? And, and you can never really fully know what's going on behind the scenes, but you do have to kind of wonder if some of his disciplinary issues have kind of cut into you know, what would have been some great production numbers f- from him over the course of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin, I know there was a guy that was there during your time that uh, had a tendency to stay in, in the hot tub, as Chuck would refer to it. Um, T.A. McLennan had, had some of Had a it, few of them. <laughs> right. And
1: it's, it's ironic that Shad's had the best chance to break the 1,000-yard mark since T.A. Since T.A. Yep, M. that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. And he all the talent in the world. So, so what's it like? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Austin, when you when you see a teammate that's uh, in some respects self-destructive like that, I mean, you know, do you reach out to them? Do you try to say, "Look, man, you got to get your stuff together," or or can you only help people so far?
2: You know, taking myself back, putting myself in those shoes as a player, you know, you're just you're disappointed, you're frustrated because you know it's more than than just. His shortcomings it affects the whole team affects the whole program mm. and you just shake your head, say, "Come on, man, yeah <laughs> what how many times is it yeah, take yeah. To surround yourself your awesome. by 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 better people, you got to do something, you got to change something, but you know, having been uh, ten years out of the program, there's many more words that could be had <laughs> <laughs> at the time. you know you're just speechless, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it does have to be frustrating because. As a group of 85 guys plus walk-ons, you know, there's um, – it's a large organization, a large group of people whose success is all kind of tied – it's all intertwined with mm-hmm. the performance level of all your teammates. And so, um, you know, you, you can only, do, I guess, do so much to help a team be successful. And when you see other guys that aren't, I guess, upholding that in the bargain, it can be frustrating, I have to imagine. Um, and I don't mean to disparage Chad exactly. over over you know it, it seems like I'm coming
1: down hard exactly. on Chad. He's going to
2: make his recovery. He'll 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 come back put right. together some strong numbers. Right. Else.
1: Right. I think it's just mostly frustrating because now he's a senior. Um yeah. you know it happened as a sophomore whatever. I mean it's dumb but it happens. Junior. Okay. Senior it's what what didn't register the other two times. Yeah. Um you know he's supposed to be a guy they look up to. I know. As a freshman, he came in and he started having those first few good games. And I remember players immediately looked up to him because he's he's an eloquent guy. You listen to him talk. He's you know he's a bright guy. Sounds like you know buys into the team. And then he goes and does these things every year in the off season. I mean, you, you know you're going to get drug tested. Yeah. It's it's not a surprise. They don't really want you to be suspended. So I, as Austin will know better than I do, I don't think it's a complete surprise. I.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> wait. Whether you were chosen to be the one to be drug tested? E- either one. <laughs> yeah. Or, hey, don't do drugs because yeah, you won't be right. able to play. Hey, precisely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it's, um, yeah, I guess I experienced the frustration of a, of a fan, you know, looking from the outside in and, and you know, wondering, you know, why, why it seems to be that uh, certain guys who are extremely talented or even the ones who aren't, you know, uh, yeah. but continue to deal with disciplinary issues why it does take longer for some of them for some of those lessons to kind of sink and, in
1: and sometimes the difference in the repeat offenders is the fact that they are talented because there's a reason they're still on the team and they're not transferring somewhere else and that's right. not a state thing that's just a college athletics thing but right. you know there were i mean there was one of his roommates i won't say this name but got you know transferred out he just resurfaced at another school um you know he was he was kicked out during the second of Shad's suspensions. He um, we wasn't really kicked out. I think he was encouraged to leave. Um, but he wasn't a potential 1,000-yard rusher. Um, and sometimes the entitlement, and once again, Austin knows this stuff better than I do, um, can be part of the problem. Is Oh, whatever. I mean, you know, worst case, I get suspended two games. You, you know, yeah. At some point, you just got to lay the hammer down and show these kids that they can't keep doing that. Because worst case, or best case, they get caught by state. Worst case, they go out and they get arrested, or they get mixed in with the wrong people.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know that there's a whole lot more to say about the matter, but it, it certainly was a big talking point uh, heading into the season. And um,
2: it's tough to change someone's culture, you know. I yeah. mean, it, it, it's where you, you, yeah. you come from. A place where everything's athletics, and and yeah, you, know, you are surrounded by a bunch of other guys who. Uh, have such a big influence on you mm. you know and and you're only as, as as an athlete as a student athlete young guy you're only as good as those surround mm. you surround yourself with yeah yeah and you know so these repeat guys it's almost you know maybe we should give them time out <laughs>
1: yeah yeah <laughs> time out here you need to go
2: hang yes. out with the uh the uh 3.0 grade point average and over uh, <laughs> <the folks>. yeah <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i don 't yeah, know how you, you force people to uh, to change the crowd that they hang out with, uh, but if there was a way to do it, sometimes it, it might benefit some <laughs> of those guys uh, so we won 't see uh, Shad for the Troy and Eastern Kentucky games, but I guess he will be eligible to return mm-hmm. uh, when we head to Old Dominion um, speaking of uh, some of our off uh, or our non conference opponents, well I guess one of the other things that made um, not headlines per se but was one of the uh, the talking points was the fact that state's strength of schedule was fairly weak relative to the the opponents that are on the non-conference schedule you know we're looking at Troy Eastern Kentucky Old Dominion and South Alabama not exactly a murderer's row per se at least not on paper Um, you know you don't have a power five opponent in that mix Um, probably not an opponent that any one of uh, a casual fan would you know want to rush out and see you know state face on a on a television outside of the fact that we you know really are uh, huge state fans so is there you know i know I know kind of the philosophy behind scheduling like that, which is of course to you know you, you get some momentum you get some steam built up facing some of these opponents who uh, kind of give you a good warm up but don 't ultimately face uh, or pose a huge threat to a loss on your your schedule. You know, you're trying to enter into conference play 4-0. and um, But I guess I'll ask you guys the question, is there value in facing some teams that you, you know, could potentially lose to or maybe even be, you know, not favored against in the sense of building some team strength, you know, facing some adversity early on that you may not face against like a South Alabama or a Troy or those sorts of things?
2: It'd be good to see us. You know, step it up steadily. You know, have uh, a, a couple of our high mm-hmm. school games, and then step it up to yeah. A yeah. big league, where we're playing some you know Division One A yeah.
1: teams that are challenging us. It, yeah, and it's and I agree. Um, it's it makes sense. It's still at this stage. I mean, this is year three of Dorn's you know rain campaign, whatever you want to call it. Um, but he one he didn't get to choose the schedule. Yeah, it worked out the way. I think it's working out fine. At the end of the season, when they're selling to recruits. Hey, we went nine and four. The recruits don't do the research. most of them don't do the research and say, Oh, they played Troy in South Alabama and Old Dominion and Eastern right. Kentucky. They see nine and four. They made a bowl game. They were ranked twenty fourth. Like that that's what they see. It really doesn't matter. I mean it's nice to get the publicity and that'll start next year. Notre Dame and you know, down the line Mississippi State and a few teams and that's fine. Steadily build up. Like yeah. Austin said, it's kind of a high school game. It also helps in my mind Maybe to keep injuries down. I mean, knock on wood, but you know, state's been lucky so far in the off season, as as far as we know. You know, at least what they released to us. And this way, you know, not only are the teams not bigger and hitting harder, but you know, maybe you don't have to play Matt Day. You know, a shout out. Like you don't have to play Matt Days the whole game, or Jacoby Brissett, or the offensive line, and those guys can rest up. Yeah. You know, presumably you, you go. They go out. You teach. You tell them, let's go out and handle business. You're out at the end of the third quarter. Rest up. We'll go next week again and then kind of get them into a rhythm. Get some confidence up. It's just, it's like uh, basketball. You make your first shot, you're probably going to shoot a little more. Same thing with football, you know? Just mm-hmm. just keep going, get that confidence up, start beating teams, and, sh- and realizing, hey, we're pretty good. We can hang with Louisville, Virginia Tech, Clemson.
0: Yeah. If you were a uh, season football ticket holder, would you be kind of disappointed in the teams that you're seeing at home? Uh I mean, would you rather see a team uh, from another Power Five conference, a name uh, come to Carter Finley that you know might be have a little bit more buzz to it, <laughs> instead of a a game where you know you're up by 30 at halftime and you're heading to the exits and I, and you know chilling in the. It parking depends line. on how much
1: I like to drink, but um, <laughs> um, I am a season fo- season ticket holder, um, and I'm I'm okay with it because I understand the complexities of it. Now, average Joe you know like hey you know i like state um you know i just support them but you know i'm not really like hardcore into it i i would definitely probably be a little disappointed just on the face of it um you know it's it's not as sexy of a look as playing lsu or right. you know some you know big like, i drove down when we played tennessee in the georgia dome cuz that yeah. was that sound. you know it sounded awesome and it it was still a fun and trip it, even though it didn't go yeah. well but you know it it's still a big time atmosphere but you know, there's still Clemson at home, Louisville at home. Those right. games are big. They're just not to the you know average Joe football fan that watches ESPN and hears that the SEC is God in football, which maybe they are. It's not as sexy, but in the end, I I personally don't really care because I yeah. I get what they're doing. I plan to go see the game at Virginia Tech. That sounds fun to me. Um, you can only use so much with the conference scheduling.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, you're you're kind of at the mercy of the league when it comes to the conference scheduling. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, with what you can control, and again, you made the good point. This, you know, the schedule that we're facing this year wasn't set in stone last year. Mm-hmm. This is something, you know, I think some of this Philly Fowler stuff. Right, right. I mean, some of this, you know, the fact that we're going to South Alabama, to Old Dominion, to, to opponents that we didn't wouldn't typically go <laughs> yeah. travel to. A lot of that's trying to, you know, kind of fill some gaps in the schedule. I think at least one of these, maybe more, is the result of the fact that we at one point in time didn't have some games. I think, didn't we have a game schedule with LSU that they bought out at one point in time? Yeah,
1: I think that was next year and the year after or something like that. But yeah, they just randomly bought out of it, which which is shocking because it seemed like kind of a low-risk, high-reward game for them. Right. Because it was automatically going to be on TV, and they I mean, to be honest, they have a better program. So. <laughs> they right. didn't want to come to Raleigh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, but then, you know, suddenly because these schedules are sent mm-hmm. so far out in advance, yeah, you have if, to panic. If, yeah, if uh, if LSU drops you, then you suddenly got to fill some gaps mm-hmm. on the schedule. So, um, yeah, uh, Unlike basketball scheduling, which can be done, yeah, you know, relatively, they're still, you know, they're still
1: scheduling some games for this year. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> right, right. It's it's a little bit different for football. <laughs> and,
1: so. and one thing to keep in mind is, I know the trips aren't ideal for us fans, mm. but you can absolutely bet that they will be recruiting in Alabama yep. and Hampton Roads, Virginia. True. Um, and though you know we can't give them tickets, but. If you can yeah. buy a twenty dollar ticket, or you know they can probably, I'm sure, or they can be a guest of the ho- you know, the other team. Yeah. I'm sure the other team doesn't mind getting him on campus because at least, hey, sure. we got a four star kid on campus. The other kids don't That's care, right. if, you That's know, right. he's a. If they're no names, but they see a four star kid, they don't care who he's going to see. Yeah. So they'll find their ways to make the most of what it is. You just yeah. have to look at it beyond face value.
0: Yeah. Uh, as a player, Austin, I mean, were there times where you f- kind of were facing? One of the uh, the lower teams, and, and kind of wished you were facing off against an SEC school or something like that?
2: Oh, man. Well, you, know, you always play to the level of your competition. So uh-huh. um, there were plenty of halftime speeches from, from Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Amato, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> reminding us of where we were, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we were playing against, and the, the level uh, that we were playing to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: yeah, there, there's. That's what has me. I'm 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 excited about these first four games because we're going to be able to, to roll into the season and kind of work out some some kinks and you know, really get into a, a good stride and get things going. But once we hit our season, I mean, it's game on. Yeah, so we 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 really yeah are going to go from playing one level football to a whole yeah. We go straight to Louisville.
1: Yeah, right. One thing I'm curious to see is, and I'm sure you remember the famous TJ Graham remarks when they played up at Boston College, saying "there's <laughs> right. no no game atmosphere." Right. I think both of these stadiums, I mean, Old Dominion tickets are twice as much as Virginia Tech tickets. Really? I was looking. We were looking. Me wow. and my friends were looking the other week, and they, huh. they were like ninety dollars. I mean, the people are going to be there, and they are going to be you know, pumped up. I don't know about South Alabama, but I imagine, you know, no, NCAA probably doesn't hold that much water there, but it's still an ACC team sure. coming to play in I don't even know what city South Alabama hmm? Mobile. <laughs> Mobile. Alabama. I knew Chris would know. Um <laughs> in Mobile, you know, it's a bigger they probably never had somebody of, of this caliber come play there. So I'm sure they'll have some something going on and maybe sure. that'll help get them into a game atmosphere. Even if it's not you know, Virginia Tech on Friday night, it'll get them a little bit prepared with some noise, slightly hostile. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't imagine there's a whole bunch of state fans in Alabama. There's probably some, but it's not going to be like fifty-fifty crowd. So,
0: Philip and Jericho's families,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the whole Rivers clan <laughs> might be there. All right, six hundred of them. Um, yeah, I mean, the, for these
0: teams, you know, this. This is going to be their opportunity to really, you know, uh, step up against a Power Five school uh, and and make a statement uh, to to a hope. Oh, thank you. Um, to uh, <laughs> to try to uh, to pull, I guess, an App State versus Michigan type, you know, upset. Vir- uh, JMU
1: versus uh, Virginia Tech is more what I prefer to. <laughs> That's just personal.
0: Right, right. <laughs> um, so I mean, you know, like you said, Austin. I mean, it's going to be the challenge is going to be for state, not, uh, you know. Sinking down to uh, the level of competition and making sure that you go out, especially on the road, going out and make sure that you kind of take care of your business. I wonder if it was was it tougher uh, as you kind of gauge the the feel of the locker room when when you were the host team hosting one of these lower schools versus. Did, well, I'm trying oh to think man,
2: what? no, I mean hands down. You know, playing at Carter Finley, you're always gonna get fired up. Okay, it doesn't right. matter who who's in that visitor <laughs> locker room. Mm-hmm. But boy, I mean, you go on the road and can completely deflate every bit of excitement that you had that week of practice mm-hmm. uh, just seeing a dead crowd yeah you know? I mean it, it starts when you walk out of the locker room coming pregame game warm-ups you know if you don't really if those those stands are more like bleachers they're freestanding they're right right you, you know the, that those little things really it, it, it can be a virus for your for your team. Right, really can be, and it's tough to overcome that.
0: I I was uh, fortunate enough to be at Indiana uh, in that game that the state won there at the very end. Uh, that was that had kind of the feel of a uh, a crowd that was. I mean, they're you know they're a, a big name school, but you know for football, you know they had Antoine Randall L. But that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. Randall L. Versus the World is what that was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. So, so that that'd be a, a good example. I mean, that came down the very
1: end a block. Field goal that's by right. Terrence Holt.
2: Uh, he did
0: a lot of that during his time. Yeah, yeah, that's it, right. Doesn't he
1: have like, isn't he close to the record in the NFL for block kicks or two? two? I think he had something close to that. He had like ten or eleven. Well, I think they had
0: to change the rule because he was flying over the line. Yeah, and,
2: and yeah, jumping <laughs> over people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to we got to figure out something to take care of these guys who are super athletic, like Terrence. Um, yeah. Any – as we – we're probably going to take a break here for the – and kind of get into uh, Troy here in just a little bit uh, in our second segment. But uh, before we do, Austin, do you have any memories or times uh, during your time at NC State that kind of stand out uh, that – um, what, what was uh, let me ask you this what was your, uh, your best performance you don't ever I guess if, here's the odd thing about being uh, I guess a punter is that you're being brought on when the offense doesn't do their job right. so you know a game where you're <laughs> kicking the ball you know 12 times a game is not exactly known as a, as a, <laughs> a great game for the team as a whole uh, but were there some moments where you just felt like you were really on they, all, all, all your balls stuck within the 10 yard line uh, you pinned the team deep
2: you're bringing back all kinds of of game-saving tackles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, to each of your points, let's okay. see. Uh, game-saving tackle. I'd, yeah, you got to keep in mind I'm a, I'm a,
1: a kicker punter. So I've got a, a, no, a sick sense of humor. What about Bradley Pearson? Remember him? He was always looking to yeah, knock someone's no, head off.
0: He had one of the best tackles I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Thankfully, it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, Texas Tech uh,
2: punted to uh, – Oh geez, name name forgets me. Uh, Wes Walker, that's the man. Wes Welker. So he was punt returner. Uh, he he had gotten past uh, all ten guys. And <laughs> it, was, it was me, him, and his personal protector were. Uh, so uh, coming up down the sideline, Wes Welker makes a cut one direction, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a punter being left hang out to dry. <laughs> <laughs> Got knocked over my back, but. One thing I did have was my my kicking foot. I threw it up up in the air, and just so happens I caught him right square in the nuts. (laughs) Slowed him down just enough. Slowed him down just enough. Got him tackled.
0: That is definitely one way to get the job. That's there. an
2: open field
1: tackle. Right? <laughs> what are your What are your teammates' responses to that? Do they laugh? Oh, are they man, like that, you on that, the back? That, that Monday. Was and, uh, what was the
0: uh, film study like?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no, actually,
2: that that particular film study, we we came in and and they had already fixed the frame on that that snapshot. <laughs> Old Herbert laying on his back on the 20-yard you know, line with <laughs> Wes Walker trying to leap over him. Making the most important kick of the game. <laughs> oh, that's hey, you awesome. know what? It got, they didn't score a touchdown. That's <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah he that's tackled him and handle. then he didn't score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Plenty of other memories, but, but on the note of, of tackle, I'd say that was memorable to me. <laughs> Funny what sticks.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll look at Troy and kind of preview, I guess, the rest of the season to come here on the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. So what is it that people
2: like most about a media's Italian restaurant? Cool atmosphere, lots of state memorabilia, tons of memories, just lots of things to reminisce about. The food's awesome. I've had just about everything on the menu, and it's all great. Chicken wings, hamburgers, lasagna, Pizza, it's all great. I love coming. I've been coming here since 30 years since I was a kid, man.
0: Find your own special reason for loving a Meteo's Italian restaurant in the heart of Raleigh, North Carolina. All right, folks, welcome back to the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. We are going to talk a little bit about... Uh, this year's NC State team heading into the Troy game, and uh, take a look at Troy to the best of our ability, uh, <laughs> given that uh, you know we're not that familiar with the the opponent. But uh, we'll do the best that we can and kind of give you a broader overview of the Troy. Where are they? Are they the Trojans? Trojans. Well, that makes sense. They're Troy. <laughs> Slightly um, redundant. I think if you're right. if you have a university named Troy, you pretty much have to be the Trojans, right? Um, so. Uh, just looking at the uh, the depth chart here, which was released, uh, I believe, either officially today or earlier, uh, maybe over the weekend. Um, I don't know that it's ever been... Um, it was kind of steadily released, that, position yeah, they, by position. They did kind of a, a slow rollout or soft rollout, as, as it were. I don't mm. know if they can call it that, uh, but they did kind of announce over the, uh, the last week or so who the starters were going to be, um, and not a, a, a tremendous amount of, I guess, surprises. I mean... You know, we know Jacoby Brissett is going to be the quarterback, obviously, with Jalen McClendon as his backup. Uh, Matt, I don't know. You're you're more familiar with the yeah probably the, the roster up and down. Is there anybody behind, let's say, in a catastrophic situation, <laughs> uh, who would be our third guy behind Jalen? Do you um,
1: think? Well, it'd be either Josh Taylor, who's a, I think he's a redshirt sophomore walk on or a junior walk on. I think um, it'd be Naheem. He um, was sorry, Naheem at like quarterback. Yeah. Just just yeah. run the – Yeah, just run Wildcat the whole <laughs> yeah, just, way. Yeah, just, <laughs> um, just Taylor, he's he's a he's a mobile kid. Um, he won a couple state championships at new Bern, which I mean, to be honest, new, pretty much any quarterback wins them at new Bern. Um, they're pretty good program. Yeah. But he's you know he's played a little bit. He played as a freshman during that horrendous year we won't talk about. Um, but I, more than likely, if it's more than just. Yeah, like say Jacoby and Jalen both happen to go down for just a couple plays, Mm -hmm. they'd use him. Um, If he was out for the season, they go to Jacoby Myers, who's a freshman. Okay, Um, he was a late find. Flipped him from Akron, Akron or Kent Kent State. Um, Okay, they didn't steal from Chuck, so don't worry. Um, (laughs) I was was, was Kent State. um, And actually, Florida, when um, their new coach came in, McElwain, he tried to poach him. Like. Two days after Myers committed to uh, state. And he's from a pretty good program in Georgia. He played three sports, baseball, basketball, football. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wearing number 16 for that Legends mm-hmm. patch, so better be okay. <laughs> right. um, he wasn't highly recruited or anything, but he's more than capable. He's probably more mobile than either Brissett or McClendon, just a different type. They're the more big guys that can kind of rumble. Right. He'd be the more, you know, go for a sprint kind of right. kind of quarterback.
0: Gotcha. Uh, let's see, with Thornton out, uh, at tailback, uh, the depth chart there at halfback is Matt Days, uh, DeQuay Nichols and Reggie Gillaspie. Mm-hmm. Were you kind of surprised DeQuay was above Gillaspie on that list or? For
1: the early games, no. Okay. Now, if it's game six and he's the third string over Reggie, I'd be a little surprised, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be the worst thing. Um, you yeah. know, he's, he's got the speed. He's a little bit different back from what's he does. You know, Shad's a Combo power speed guy. Daze is kind of more just like a util, you know, different utilization kind of guy. He's yeah. I mean, he's fast, but he's not a burner. He's not really gonna knock people over yeah. either. He's just kind of shifty. Mm-hmm. Nichols is more fast and shifty um reggie is more of a just if you watch this high school film i mean he ran for like three thousand yards as a senior yeah most of it's him knocking two guys over and then running right um so it it brings a different element he's got a little more experience early on you you know you want to give gulaski the touches in the fourth quarter when you're up 20 to you know you know 20 points yeah but he'll he'll get along i think fifth or sixth game he'll probably move up depending on injuries and all that mess.
0: Is there any chance that Gillespie possibly redshirts, or do you think that he'll see the the field at some point? I this think
1: year? he'll see the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a reason that he's that Dorn is basically saying Frazier will redshirt barring some barring unforeseen circumstances, and he hasn't right. said that about Gillespie. Because generally, you want, you know, the idea is, hey, we're going to redshirt him. If not, we'll pull it. Usually, it doesn't go the other way around. Say hey, we're going to play him, and then they redshirt him. Right. Um, right. I, I think they want to stagger the class a little bit because they're not taking a, a running back for this upcoming class. Okay. So they're going to kind of, the idea is to plant Frazier for the next class. Since Naheem's not really a pure running back, he's kind of a combo of like eight different things. Um, yeah. Like Austin said, he could put, Corbett, shoot, yeah. put, put him at yeah. Wildcat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I watched him several times in high school, and he's the real deal. Um, yeah. So he'll probably play all over, so it may make sense to stagger having a true running back in Golasby and then next year having Frazier. Yeah. Now, in my mind, it never hurts. If you can redshirt a talented freshman and get away with it, it's all right by me, but yeah. I, I think he'll play.
0: Yeah, give him a year to grow and you know get on their feet academically and all those good things that come and, with and being I'm, a freshman redshirt.
1: I'm curious what Austin's thoughts are You know, from your experiences, just you know how... How do you redshirt a talented kid? I don't know if that happened. You know, you guys had, like, t- any highly touted players that came in and how they handled it and what they did. I'm just kind of curious on that. Yeah, well, they're
2: they're busting it over time. I mean, redshirt oftentimes is, is, you know, spent nursing an injury. When it's not nursing an injury, you know, it's uh, – these are the guys that are coming in. They're mm-hmm. busting it before practice, during, after, mm-hmm. in the weight room, trying to put on some weight.
1: Yeah, Trying right. to.
2: Or lose yeah. weight in some cases, probably. Well,
1: yeah, that's, that,
2: that's a good point. That's yeah. Frazier, yep. right now, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, if we could have redshirted
0: Philip your freshman year, uh, <laughs> who knows what the history of NC State football would have looked like in 2004 with uh, Mario and uh, everybody. Um, no? But
2: uh, I wouldn't have been there, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm partial to him playing all four of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: let's see. It's kind of interesting, I, or maybe it's not that interesting um but there's only one guy listed among the five uh between the fullback and halfback positions that's over six feet tall uh and that's you know max stouffer is it between yeah. behind jalen samuels and fullback everybody else is 511 or shorter uh days and DeQuay are both 5'9 and so
1: stouffer used to be a linebacker so mm-hmm. maybe that's what they're doing
0: yeah um so I, you know, I, obviously the benefits of being a little bit shorter is that you can kind of hide behind the line and and yep. you know hit those holes uh, without the uh, defense being able to to pick you out as easily.
1: Um, and, so. and keep in mind, big backs take bigger hits. Um, they tend to be more vertical when they run. Right. Um, like I don't know if you watched uh, Derrick Henry at Alabama. He's so good it doesn't matter because he's he's so big and fast and his feet are so quick. But you know, you get a six-two-six-three guy. He's not going to be able to get as low. Matt Days is like five eight, five nine. Hines five eight, five you know maybe five eight. Um, those guys can get lower. They can duck under. They can move. They're yeah. not. They're not a standing target. Um, so that's, I'm sure that has to play into their yeah. thoughts at some point. And I did mention Jalen Samuels
0: at fullback. He'll be uh, in that position. Uh, you know. It's, I guess it's listed A fullback But you know He's catching passes <laughs> yeah. Out of the backfield And doing a lot of The other Run things Running
1: reverses so You don't right. usually see That from a fullback Right He's, he's um, What's it What's Stephen okay. A wolf He calls him I think he just calls him J, The Jalen Sam like I think he so, calls yes. him Jalen Samuels His Not His position, position is Jalen Samuels <laughs>
0: Yeah um, So yeah We'll see him do a, a lot of different things On the field for sure um, a lot of the big uh, question going into this year was at wide receivers since we lost Bo Hines and uh, Valdez Scantling. Uh, so, uh, anybody on this depth chart that you see that, uh, you know, we do have, I guess, uh, Jermichael Ramos comes back, yeah. you know, as a From familiar face. From wherever
1: he was last <laughs> year. <laughs> um,
0: any, anybody that you see on the depth chart that uh, could be a surprise or someone um, to, uh, to keep an eye on? It's
1: not a surprise anymore. As Austin mentioned once again, Hines is going to uh, play slot. Um, he is probably going to see a lot of plays run his way. Um, yeah. I know it's a lot to throw in a freshman, especially when he didn't enroll early. Um, I think he's he's a s- smart kid, freak athlete for his size. I think, I think it's a no-brainer that he's going to see a lot. Um, yeah. Ramos has been talked up in practice, which doesn't usually happen from a guy who was a good freshman year, has one catch his sophomore year, hmm. so he must have turned a light, literally had one catch for seven yards last year. Um, he must have turned a light on somewhere, gotten serious, What whatever could be the case. Um, yeah. The other guys, the base, you know, Braylon Cherry, Jonathan Alston, um, I'm kind of surprised they haven't talked about Stephon Lewis. I don't know what happened there between his freshman and now sophomore year. Um, he is the size. He's the size. To me, he always kind of caught the ball with his try to catch it with his body, which isn't a good sign. So maybe that's it. Yeah. But he's got the size and the speed. I'm I've been a big Alston fan, um, just on his sp- uh, speed size combo. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of surprises or something, maybe you didn't hear from last year Maurice Trowell, uh, redshirt freshman. He's from Durham. Um, he was injured a little bit last year. I think they kind of wanted to play him. Mm-hmm. He was returning kicks and punts in practice, so he's going to probably be a second or third option in that. But he you know, he came from a state championship winning high school program, Southern Durham. You know, he, he he's played against good kids. I don't think he's necessarily gonna show up and be a star, but you may see him make yeah. a couple plays that you may maybe a name you don't recognize as a casual fan. Gotcha. Uh
0: let's see. Uh tight end of course the big star will be uh David Greenwich. Uh yeah. I think he's showed up on some preseason award. He's uh, watch he's an list.
1: NFL player, I think. Yeah,
0: he's he's big and can catch the ball. Um you know, I, I think uh, it'll, he'll have a you know a nice season. But uh, Cole Cook and Benson Brown, you know, kind of back him up in that role. Do you see either those guys getting more
1: activity or Cook, Cook is? Uh, um, Doran played Cook a lot last year. He only had like one pass thrown to him. I think uh, it was slightly. I think it was slightly overthrown. I, I vaguely remember it because I was excited. Just, you know that they are throwing his way. Uh, um, he was a you know, he, he. He had offers from Missouri, Florida State. You know some. Decent schools, and he came from Georgia, so it wasn't like he was just a local. But, mm-hmm. So he had, you know, state did a good job winning him. He has talent. Uh, mostly, they use him in a blocking role or kind of a decoy. Last year, it sounds kind of like he will, you know, see a little bit more action. Brown is one of those just good redshirt senior kids that does everything the right way. Good team leader. You know, yeah. we'll do what you ask him. And in Austin can speak on this. I'm, I'm sure you can't get enough of those kinds of kids. Yeah.
0: He can't speak on it. <laughs> speechless.
2: <He's> speechless. <laughs> Took the words right out of his mouth.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, leadership on the roster, you know, anywhere you can find it definitely uh, I'm sure, you know, bleeds into the rest of the to the the core, as it were.
2: Yeah, success breeds success. Yeah. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. Uh let's see. I won't go down all the different positions along the line, but you know, there's you know, senior leadership in there is uh, mm-hmm. you know some of the starter positions but most of the guys who are going to be backing up these guys are are you know freshmen either red shirts or true freshmen so yeah. um how fragile is the line do you think you know uh, an injury here or there could could cause trouble
1: one I mean, or one or two wouldn't be bad uh-huh. um but with that that many freshmen it could be you know if, if you saw Tooney and Schooley for example go down yeah you, I mean Prescott's you the backup at center. I don't know if he's ever played center. He's. I mean, he, I, I was really high on him out of high school. Mm-hmm. I saw him play guard because he was, you know, in high school, massive, so you can just push kids around. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about that. He's um, listed at
0: three thirty eight.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they got they got <laughs> big some big <laughs> kids. Um, now down the line, it, it looks awesome. That's a really good way to, you know, I'm sure yeah. to get some, you know, redshirt freshmen. Hey, you're next in line. Be ready. Be paying attention. Mm-hmm. Can't hurt. Um, Right tackle is interchangeable between Will Richardson and Tyler Jones. Richardson, I'm honestly impressed and surprised with how well he's done based off looking at everything in high school. Um, Jones is a little bit shorter. I think Richardson has the prototypical tackle size. Um, But at that left side, there's going to be a lot of runs to that left side between Tooney, who's a redshirt senior, Barr, redshirt senior, and Schooley, who's a senior and who's started every game since he's been on campus. Um, Yeah that's going to be the strength right there. Um, probably line up Greenwich or Cook or someone over there and just pound the ball on that side. Right. So it, it it's a little fragile. Um. Mm-hmm. But, you know, without injuries, I think it's obviously that's ideal. <laughs> but, you know, going forward, I think it's nice to be able to, you know, if they can get some of these kids some reps in these early games, get some yeah. good wins and get them used to just playing against college kids that aren't their teammates that they, yeah. you know, block every day.
0: At the risk of uh, jinxing things, uh, Austin, do you recall a season where you went in feeling like, man, this we got a position where there's a lot of depth, we're good here, and then suddenly uh, you have one or two key injuries that kind of sunk the ship? Uh, I'm trying to recall those years right offhand. I'm, uh, I don't know if I can think of anything right offhand that jumps off, off the page. But. Yeah, you
2: know, I mean, we, 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 were, we were blessed. We had... Uh as a player, of course, you're you're drinking your own Kool-Aid. But I, I like to think we had we had depth at a good range of positions. You know, our quarterback never got hurt. He played 53 consecutive games in yeah, four yeah. years and set the record for most <laughs> right. consecutive
0: starts, I believe. That's right. Yep. Yep. Uh, no,
2: shared, of course, with myself and Danny Young, my long snapper. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, we didn't take quite the number of sacks and hits as he did. Right. <laughs> Nor did we play near the number of plays.
0: Right.
1: You, you did make that one big tackle, though.
2: Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. right. That's I, I lived to sur- Yeah, to, to play another. <laughs>
1: you probably made more tackles than Philip did. I, I, I think Phillips lay somebody yeah. out. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philip's a little bigger boy
2: than me. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, injuries are certainly a part of football, but uh, any time a team can go through an off season and uh, you know the the bulk of the season without dealing with any kind of injuries, uh, you know. Uh, he's no longer here and I don't want to speak too ill of him, but you know, it seemed like one of the things that kinda of undermined the Tom O'Brien era was a lot of especially one year, couple mm-hmm. was it two thousand and ten or eleven, something like that, where it was just an ungodly number of injuries. Yeah. Um, you know, there's at some point, you know, if you lose too many guys there's just not much you can do. You can only throw so many true yeah. freshmen into a lineup and expect, you know, good things to happen. So
1: Especially two and three star.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Um, All right. On the defensive side of things, we won't spend too much time on this, but, uh, you know, we've got uh, along the defensive line on this depth chart, we've got 12 guys named uh, to those four positions, both ends and both tackles. Um, Street uh, is, you know, one of the guys that you look to. He's, I guess, moved from end to tackle. Is that right? And, And, you know, how's that transition gone for him? I think I've heard a good thing so far. To me,
1: he's always. In high school, (laughs) I went. Um, to watch one of his games and what they did is they literally just lined him up on the center and three guys tried to block him and <laughs> he just pushed him around and his other right. guys made tackles. Um I think that's gonna be kind of similar to what they do here with right. ho- obviously he's got better talent around him than, you know, Greenville Rose high school team. But yeah. Um, you know between him and Hill that's going to BJ Hill that's going to be a very quick interior. Mm-hmm. BJ Hill played running back in high school at 260 something pounds. Um these he's a, guys he's listed
0: at 6'4 300 now yeah, so These guys are athletes.
1: Um yeah. Contavious is squatting over 700 um you know bench pressing 500 like 400 something almost 500. He's that's he is a, ton, a grown thing. man. Um, he's you know he's doing NFL type combine numbers on that. He's 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 you know got decent feet, but if he can just push in the backfield and get those guys free, yeah, he's done his job. But with BJ Hill on one side, if he has Mike Rose or Ch- or Bradley Chubb on the other side, either way, those guys are all quick. They all rely yeah. on speed, and if he can generate space and create a, and create an edge for them to get around, he's done his job, and he'll get drafted. You know, yeah. down the line off of that, so he knows that.
0: Yeah, I think one, you know, we we lost some guys on the line, but I think you know it looks like the guys that have uh, been placed into this, you know, depth chart to fill yeah. those roles are guys that I think uh, state fans will be, you know, pretty pleased with yeah. in those roles. that's
1: been the best position to, If you're going to lose talent, it's been the best position to re- restock. Yeah, you know, T Y McGill and Thomas Thiel were great ACC defensive tackles. Yeah, but you have young guys like Hilton Street and Justin Jones and those guys, and you're gonna, you'll be all right. Yeah, can we get Monty Nelson into the lineup more? I, I want to just use the name. Yeah, Monty. I love that name and he's, <laughs> as much as we can. He's he's struggled with injuries, but he's you know he's played as a true freshman too, mm-hmm. um, so he's got the talent if he can stay healthy.
0: Uh, at linebacker, um, you know, it looks like the, the starters are going to be Aries Moore and uh, sure. Gerard Fernandez and Justin Burr. Or excuse me,
1: uh, those those will be the two. They're going to play the four two five. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. The four two five. Excuse me.
0: Um, you know, talent there. Obviously, uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot of depth listed behind them here. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so kind of top that, heavy. Would that, with that qualify as maybe your weak spot along the defense <laughs> this year.
1: Um, now, starting 11, it's not a weak spot, because mm-hmm. those two are very good. Right, um, Fernandez picked Jameis Winston off twice. More, you know, he got his big burst in that Louisville Everybody game. He picks off Jameis Winston. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Except for the Tallahassee PD. Um, ooh.
2: ooh.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> That's really what we'll right. you Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> uh, um, but... No, you keep those starters on them. will make plenty of tackles. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if one of them goes down, right. I don't even. I honestly, you know me. I know the team back and forth. I'm blanking on who, who's
0: behind. Yeah, it looks like Ernie Robinson III Who's is a behind, walk on, uh, and then Riley Nicholson is going to be a true
1: freshman early enrollee. Right. Yeah, so that's now, not ideal.
0: <laughs> I, MJ Saluden, I, I know his yeah, name. Yeah, uh,
1: he he he's well, he's from your uh, from your neck of the woods. Oh, is he? Yeah, is he? Is he he's a, a Jack treat? Britt. Oh, Jack Britt. Okay. Yeah, right. um, he was a. He was a starter as a sophomore and then he got hurt and had to re- he tore his a c l or something in his knee right and he had a red shirt last year so he's you know he's got the size if he recovered well so that that's not bad at least experience there
0: yeah and uh in the in the defensive backfield i mean some you know obviously some names that we all know jack tocho justin burris uh Hakim jones i mean there's looks like that's going to be uh one of the strong areas of the uh the defense as well um so uh, you know i'm I'm hopeful that we'll see good things from the defense. I, I think that you know there's a lot of people that have you know a lot of confidence in the you know the offensive side of things, but the defense is a little bit of you know kind of the question mark I, heading into the season.
1: I, I feel a little more confident in the defense than the offense. Do you? Just okay. because the, the right tackle spot um, on offense anyway, right tackle on mm-hmm. the receivers, because you can have a whole bunch of okay receivers, but you still need that one go to right. defense. The the only question mark is experience on the defensive line. It's not talent. Yeah. Uh, I'm not worried about that. Over time, I think they'll be all right. Um, the defensive backfield—I mean, all five guys were starters last year. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone got better as the season went on. I think Josh Jones is a future pro. Tocho is. Um, Hakeem Jones Jones won't kill you. Justin Burris won't kill you. Dravious mm-hmm. Wright—he well, yeah, loves to hit more than <laughs> more than anyone I've seen in a while. Um, they'll they'll be all right there as long as the linebackers stay healthy. I'm I'm not really worried about the defense. Well, good deal. I like to hear that. I, I've been bullish There's on the offense. returning
2: starters, right? I mean, yeah. Come on. Yep. Yeah.
1: So
0: I, I, I've been bullish keep on the offense, but uh, if the defense uh, is, is going to be as strong as you uh, believe, then I think – I you
1: know mean, that? they're not going to be a top-ten defense, but I'm not worried about
0: – them losing or costing this game. Yeah, this yeah. Way. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you, dog. Um uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, Austin. You've been biding your time. Uh, now we're coming to your uh, your, My your portion of uh, expertise. Uh, obviously, we lose you know a tremendous place kicker in Sadie. We lose a tremendous punter in Will Baldwin, and not to be overlooked, we lose a tremendous you know and well experienced long
1: snapper in Scott Thompson. He's like a, he played for like USA te- USA team against in like the World Games or something, right? right. That that did show up wow. in the feed somewhere. So yeah, uh, that's
2: right, representing.
0: So when you, <laughs> I guess uh, when you were a freshman, were you the lone freshman, or were you part of another core of uh, three coming in as, as fresh faces uh, to it? What was your freshman year like, and were you in a similar situation where the entire core had to be kind of restocked?
2: We we did have a returning uh, kicker in Kent Passingham. Mm-hmm. Um my myself and my long snapper Danny Young came in. Uh he was from California, I was a local boy. We came in and uh true freshman, it, it is a
1: whole different world. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean I you actually have people behind the field goal posts. <laughs> Yeah, was <laughs> that blank track. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, well, it,
2: it's the speed—the speed of the <laughs> game, the speed of that rush. Uh-huh. You just—you can't replicate it in practice. Although uh, doran has been doing a heck of a job, uh, he mentioned in his press conference today
1: that he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's,
2: he's bringing uh, special teams rushes? out throughout practice. You know, mm-hmm. he- keeping their head in the game. Three hours of practice. You know, a, a game is a long time to.
0: So you're not just over in the corner practicing exactly. by yourself. That's exactly yeah, <laughs> keeping him, keeping
2: him part of it. That's exactly right. Yeah. So well,
0: you know that's key. I mean, because it's when you're uh, when you're in the role that you you serve on the team. You know, you have you know short periods of intense action where a lot rides on you know what you guys do. You know, followed by tremendous periods of uh, what, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it seems exactly like right. <laughs> so it, it can to stay be tough. Focused. Kind of keeping uh, your focus in the game. Were there certain things that you did during a game to kind of try to to force yourself to stay engaged and in, in, in on it? Uh, you know, other. I mean, is there anything you can do outside of just um, forcing yourself to to stay engaged in the game?
2: You know, what I remember as a, I, I, I started as a as a punter, mm-hmm. and and uh, again, I can't speak. Enough about the difference in speed. You know, in mm-hmm. high school, a punt rush versus in college, it's just night and day difference. And I would, it became a nervous habit of mine where I just I you toss the ball up, catch it, get the laces set, toss it up, catch mm-hmm. it, get the laces set. You'll, you'll probably see these guys doing it on the sideline tomorrow right. <laughs> or this week on Saturday because that's getting a good clean catch, getting that uh, ball out in front of you, and not. Fumbling in front of fifty thousand—that's uh, yes. goal number one. It is goal number—that's exactly right.
0: Yep. Do you remember your first kick?
2: Oh boy! <laughs> take, 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 take Did that you that just that black
1: first. out in that moment? <laughs> like how does that work?
2: They all kind of run together, you know. I—I uh, I, I definitely remember that leak the week leading up to the first game, just being a nervous wreck. Yeah, you're, you're
0: praying it's like
2: a 25-yarder <laughs> or something like that. Just score We're, every time. Right? Don't send you're, me you're, out there. You're praying you're not backed up in your own end zone. Or yeah. Or, uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, But as a place kicker, you know, it, it's no question it's different, but night and day between a kicker versus a punter, what the difference between uh, college and high school is. I mean, the, the, the speed in punting, you've got guys that are, twice as big, twice as fast, twice as strong, twice as mean coming after you trying to rip your leg off. Uh, As a kicker, same thing, but it's it's less of an issue. You know, you've got that ball that's sitting on the ground. The holder will get hit. hit. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. There's two of you. (laughs) So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing these guys this year. Yeah, I've heard well, good things.
0: I mean, yeah, the report's out of practice, are that uh, the the kid who's uh, going to be our place kicker this mm-hmm. year, Kyle Bambard. Bam, is it Bambard?
1: Bambard. Yeah. Which reminds <laughs> me of the um, uh, Meet the Parents when he's on the airplane, bam, 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 bam.
0: He's been he's been booming. Got to have from a good way to make hear. fun of a kicker. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, from what I understand, he's been kicking them. You know, uh, from fifty plus. Yeah, he's knocking you know, them down. That's right. Um, are you are, are you as a as an alum? Are you allowed to go out to practice and watch these kids? Uh, you know, practice. I, I, I'm not sure what rules.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I, my understanding. Yeah. I Call in advance. I can get a pass and and uh-huh. head out there. That the coaching staff love to see us out there, which is encouraging. Yeah. I need yeah. to take advantage of it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, you gotta being part
2: of the show. I, perhaps I I finally will. <laughs> yeah.
0: You, be, do us a correspondence segment for us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Kyle Bord will be our uh, place kicker this year. Punter will be A.J. Cole the third. We've got two-thirds on our uh, <laughs> roster this year.
1: And he's from, like, a really nice school in Atlanta, so it just uh, makes sense that he's <laughs> the, third. <laughs> the, third. The, third, the third.
0: Of, um, course, of course, So course. Uh, so it will be, you know, interesting to see early on how these guys respond to it. You know, are, are they able to, you know, on that first kick, that first punt, how are they going to be able to <laughs> yeah. respond to it? Is, yep. You know, if – Booming them, you know, 50-plus yards in practice uh, when there's not much of a rush is one thing. You know, with, when you're able to um, get one of those off when there's, you know, like you said, big, mean, nasty guys coming for you, that's a little bit different. So yeah. hopefully we'll see good things from those guys as well. All right. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, it should be uh, it should be interesting to see how they uh, progress as a unit. Um, all right. Before we get out of here, let's take a quick look at uh, Troy. Um, they have a new head coach this year. Um, uh, Neil Brown, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to be offensive coordinator at Kentucky, I think it was right. And, and uh,
1: that in Texas Tech. Yeah.
0: And so oh, your your favorite school there, Austin? Uh, hey, Texas hey. Tech. <laughs> uh, Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he comes in, and uh, from what I understand, he they like to run the spread offense. Uh, to, you know, short passes, and uh, so I think we can expect to see a good bit of that. Uh, It'll
1: be interesting to see how one man named Troy will pass to himself and run around everybody. Oh <laughs> uh, He's gonna pull that. What was it Brad Johnson that did that one time? And he he like threw a pass and batted it back down to him, and he just ran it <laughs> like twenty yards.
0: If your if, if your name if your school is named after the first name of uh, of a kid, or you're required to recruit <laughs> only kids named Troy, <laughs> that would uh, look like a lacrosse <laughs> team. Severely uh, hampering <laughs> recruiting. Uh, their quarterback, Brandon Silver's, is I think a, um, uh, a sophomore. It's, yeah, uh, sophomore. So he'll have a little bit of experience under his belt. Uh, you know, I, you know, they're I don't know if we will go so far as to call them a tomato can per se, but uh, you know, they're they're coming in with a new head coach, and and they're going to be probably a little bit. Uh, have some cobwebs or rust, or, or, or you know, jitters, perhaps of you know, trying to implement uh, you know a new system. I don't know. Of course, I don't know how much of a difference this system is versus um, what the previous head coach it's, ran.
1: But the, their coach was Larry Blakeney. He was there for like thirty years or something, right? Um, so it's <laughs> I don't think he'll probably change too, too drastically. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like Arkansas State that goes to a new coach every year, right? Um, I think he ran a spread. Uh, it, it. I mean, spreads a very generic term, right? I think there's gonna be a little bit more passing. Last year, I mean, you look at Silver's numbers and he had like seventy-one percent completion percentage, which I mean, as good as you could be, Peyton Manning, and it means you're still throwing five-yard passes, right? Um, the air raid's probably gonna, to be honest, is gonna be a little more of what he does. Is probably gonna be a lot more like posts and deep, you know, deep outs and stuff like that. So, it, you just have to prevent getting beat deep early yeah. against a team like this where you, that you're. I mean. It's safe to say state is better than Troy. They were like right. three and nine or four and eight last year or something in the Sun Belt. Um, usually they're pretty good, but you, you just have to avoid getting beat deep. Let them make their own mistakes. Yeah, mm, so, and focus
0: point. more on what you want to do. I guess going yeah. into the
2: game, mm-hmm. be good to see the defense dust off some cobwebs. Yeah, and just get, make make a big play. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're going to get to some degree. They're going to get tested. Yeah, yeah. Gonna be moving oh, around. they'll, they'll be probably give up a couple big plays. And, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and and as we talked about early in the show, maybe we'll get to see some of the um, guys that are backing up, the starters, get to play a little bit later in the game if things go well. Um, You know, in these sorts of games, it's kind of tough to, you know, at the end of it, it's like, well, if you beat a team that you're supposed to beat by 30, if you only beat them by 20, does that say anything about your your squad? Probably not. Um, You know, it just, you know, may mean that – Vegas was off by 10 points or something, but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, What's the spread? I, think it's, I think it Matt, is something yeah. in the, is in the upper twenties, 25. Wow. Okay. So, um, so Vegas likes us uh, to do well in this game. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, again, these early season games, you just want to see the team perform well and then exit without any major no, injuries. Exactly right. yeah. yeah.
2: And then, uh, you don't move, want surprises. <laughs> right.
0: Move on to the next guy. So, all right. Well, Austin, Excellent job in your first show. Hey, hey well, uh, you kicked really. us off, as it were. Um, doing great so far, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, your analysis and Matt's and and mine, uh, what little there is, as we uh, <laughs> move forward in the uh, the coming season. We'll have the Troy game to break down, and then we'll uh, preview the rest of the year to come. So, for Matt, for Austin, this is James Crowell saying so long here on the Riddick and Reynolds Podcast. So long. <laughs>